Hey guys, welcome to episode 15 of CMD Towers, Brews, and Builds. I'm Mr. Comma number five, and my fellow hosts bullied into doing two casts with this particular <laughs> Magic the Gathering character today. Yeah! Big Tuck. Yes! What's up, buddy? Well, there will be part one and part two. You ruined it. I had a whole bit. I had a whole bit no, for this. No, that's what later. I do. I crush dreams. Yeah. Like you, actually, more you crush dreams because I wanted to talk about my Grixis deck, but Big Tuck threw a hissy fit like he did for sleeves, and he may do again in a yes. couple weekends. Oh, man. I can't wait for the action 40 news after that. Uh, what's Destroyed. going on, man? Not much. It's a, it's it was a polar vortex here in Kansas City, and it's a beautiful day today. So yeah, it's confusing. Uh, great day to just sit in the basement and talk about cards. So yeah, yeah I'm go. excited about it. Cool, excited, cool. excited about this deck. Excited to see you. The whole thing. Yeah. How's how's the new job going? Liking it's, it? Uh, yeah. So far. Awesome. Um, if anyone's in Albuquerque, tag me on Twitter. <laughs> in the next. If you're in Albuquerque Especially two weeks ago, Sunday through Wednesday, <laughs> hit me up. Yeah, no, it's good, man. It's uh, I think it's going to be a, a nice change of pace. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, hey, guys. You know, Thanks for tuning into the podcast. And this was only able to happen by our fantastic producer, Squee McGee, and his production company, Rich Chaos Records, here. And like Big Tech said, weird polar vortex, yeah. now beautiful Kansas City. What's up, Squee? I'll just fresh off a trip to Denver, so I'm... Uh, relaxed. Very relaxed. Yeah, he's very relaxed. <laughs> Took a lot of naps, if you will. And I can tell you the polar vortex is going in our direction. So it it was beautiful two days ago in Denver, and the day before that it was frozen. So that's all Excellent. on its way here. Perfect. But then it was nice when I left. So I think we got a couple days of it. All right, awesome. Well, um, you know, one thing that we always want to say thank you to is Pink Royal. Thanks for the music at the beginning and the end of all of our episodes. And hey, guys, you know, make sure you stay tuned till the end so you can get details on how you can win a Sir Gwyn Brawl deck turned EDH in this month's November contest. Which I forgot the cards for, but I do have some. Oh, so, all right, yeah. cool. Um, well, Bruise and Builds is our deck tech series. It's all about the decks that Big Tuck and I have in our path to 32, which drunkenly last night I texted <laughs> Big Tuck. I am now only five away, you said, right? Five away. Very excited. And it's three of them are three or four colors, yeah, right? Yeah. So I don't, I, I think what will end up happening is I'll make my Is It, I'll make my Orzov. Yep. And then I probably won't make any until they put out some better something, four something color. Because I don't want to do just partners just or to do it. Or you could try to cheese in those Nephilims we were talking about. But none of them are really good. None of them are good. I'm, I'm actually assuming in the Commander Legends that we talked about in last MTG Action 4 News, I think they'll have some four color yeah, Legends yeah, yeah. on that. Sure. So, well, you um, got to make the last one super special as well. Yeah, totally. yeah that's true. But yeah, so we're going to talk about these paths of 32, but in a cool manner of brewing beers. So we really broke it down into four categories. The first one is, you know, how do you ramp? How do you set your board state? We're calling that the grain bill. So uh, grains are the foundations of a beer. They include both base malts and specialty malts, usually in about a 60 to 40 ratio. This helps with the color, taste, and most importantly, the alcohol content of a beer. Because the grains secrete sugar, Ooh. which a later part eats. Secrete. Secrete. Uh, decks always need ways to grow, stabilize, and ramp into your bigger threats. And just like a grain profile, they're usually a mix of staples and specialty cards. So I feel like secrete came on your word of the day toilet paper. I don't know where that came from, to be honest with you. <laughs> it, I have, it just, just kind of happened. For all you grammar freaks out there, I have a rich vernacular. 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 <laughs> Crushed it. <laughs> Um, the next one's going to be, how does your board interact with the rest of the board? We're calling that hop profile. Yes, and hops give the beer its patented bitterness and herbal and floral flavors, just like this delicious Imperial IPA I'm drinking right now. They grow in a variety of strands and help distinguish subcategories like IPAs. Our hop choices help clear and interact with the board so your deck can do what it wants. 
Cool. And then the uh, third one is, you know, how does your deck actually close out or win a game? Uh, we're calling that yeast. Yes, and yeast are microorganisms that eat the sugar from the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2. It adds the alcohol content and the carbonation. Without yeast, you'd be drinking flat sugar water. And without yeast cards, your deck wouldn't meet the goal of ultimately winning the game. And then lastly, we have shenanigans, pet cards, just cool synergies that you may throw in the deck just because they're kind of funny, which Big Tuck definitely has in this deck today. Yes, yes. We're calling that the Spice Package. Uh, yes, and spices or additives come in beers. Not every beer has them, but uh, they usually help separate a normal stock beer from a specialty. It could be the pepper that turns a stout into a jalapeno stout, or it could be the hemp that turns New Belgium's hemp IPA into that. Ooh. Uh, not every deck has something that makes it pop, but if it does, this is where we generally talk about it. Yep, and then to kind of seal the deal, guys, to kind of close out the podcast, we're going to have a bottle capping, which is Big Tech's and I's recommendations to the deck that are under $5, under $50, and a personal recommendation that it has no budget. The only restriction, which I will now redo, is no Aber dual lands, or let's just say reserved list lands. What? What? Okay. How about this? How about this? Okay. How about we, you can only have lands that have a non-mana ability on them. But what if they also tap for That's mana? That's fine. Oh, okay. So as long as they have a non... So would you say strip mine as an example? Yes. Okay. Well, as would be um, Bullrass Stronghold. Yep. Is one that I think we talked about. Yeah, that stuff where it's like... Okay. But like, no Gaia's, no... Sarasanctum. Yeah, that stuff. Okay. It, has to, it has to have a non-mana ability. And That's pretty deck, good, right? Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah. I'm talking uh, to you, Forrest. Look what you've yeah. done to us. <laughs> uh, well, hey, guys. Without further ado, let's get brewing. Yeah. Today, we're talking Marchesa the Black Rose. Big Tuck, what's this deck actually called? Uh, so this one's actually called the Sting in the Back. Sting in the, the Back. The Sting in the Back. Because if you notice on the artwork, Devious Marchesa clearly just poisoned a bunch of people. Um, and this is a deck that kind of slips in behind the scenes Ooh. for a little bit. And then eventually turns into kind of an unstoppable threat. So... Quick story on this one. This was about five years ago, I think. And it was around my birthday. And Mr. Combo got me a birthday present, sent it to me in the mail. He was living in, you're in Kansas City then, right? Maybe Memphis. Maybe Memphis, somewhere in there, yeah. Yeah. Um, And he said it got sent in the mail. And then I think it it got lost or delayed for a week or something. Something happened. So I honestly forgot about it. He's like, I sent you a commander you wanted. And I was like, sweet. Hopefully it's Hazazon tomorrow because I just played a person with that deck and it was reserve list and all this other thing. So... My boss is out of town. We were playing. I was drinking and playing Magic till like twelve o'clock at night. I was hammered, <laughs> and then uh, this on a Thursday, and then came home and there's a package. I was like, "What?" and ripped it open and saw it was a foil Marchesa the Black Rose, which at the time was like eighty dollars. Yeah, I think it's still thirty or forty, right? Nowhere near. Nowhere near where as much. It was. So I and I had just played a deck against that that wrecked me, and I thought it was so cool. I never seen the card before. I sent him four pages longs of, of texts that were meandering, excited, and then I got so excited I threw up and passed out with my pants on. So uh, and, and uh, was late to work the next morning. Big so. tech fashion, yeah. nice. Uh, but yeah, no, it was it was hilarious because I wanted. Yeah. To, well, that's one thing in our friend group. You know, I mean, we're a bunch of guys. We don't get each other birthday gifts every yeah. year. But I hadn't seen Big Tuck in a while, and I was like, you know what? He got me into Commander. I saw this Commander. I had been drinking as well. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. it's well, a birthday I think, But like, present. we're getting to the point. Now, which I think is cool, where like we're starting to get each other presents that are like commander accessories oh, yeah. or dice or whatever, you know. Yeah. So that's cool. So anyway, so for those who don't know, uh, Marchesa the Black Rose is a three-three legendary creature, uh, human wizard. She's one in Grixis, which is blue, black, red. Which, as we talked about, are three of my favorite colors. Yep. Uh, she has the ability to throne, and the throne mechanics really critical to this deck. So it's whenever this creature with the throne attacks the player with the most life or tied for the most life. 
put a 1-1 one, one counter on. She has that ability, and then she also has other creatures you control have to thrown. And then when a creature you control with a 1-1 one, one counter on it dies, a creature you control, not own necessarily, dies, return that card to the battlefield under your control at the beginning of the next end step. Which, that's where Marchesa, it's just like this weird wording loophole yeah. to where... As you'll see, you can take other people's creatures. Correct. Throw a 1-1 counter on it. Even if Marchesa dies, if it's just like a big old board wipe, they're all coming back. Right. And the best part is it works for her as well. So a lot of times she kind of turns into one of those commanders where you only really have to cast her once. Marchesa, once she gets a counter on her, you can just bin her as opposed to putting her with command zone. This deck is pretty sweet. It kind of works out as like a more mid-range deck. It can kind of go controly. It can kind of go combat. I think if I was going to redo it now, especially after our episode with Jason, thank you again for for that. I yeah, kind of I might turn that was it awesome. Yeah, I might turn it into more of like a take other people's deck like creatures mm-hmm. because again, like we said, if you can take their creature, get a one one counter on it, and then sacrifice it, yeah. you just get it back. Yeah, there's always been kind of um, a tier. There's been times where I ran this deck where it was way more focused on one one counters. Okay. There's been times where I ran this deck that was way more focused on stealing people's creatures sure. and doing more controly stuff. I think it's really fun. It kind of takes a little bit to get going to get your engine going, but once okay. you do, it really takes off. Cool. So you know, I know so, you've seen this out in the wild yeah, once or twice. Right? Yeah. Uh, Marchesa is. Super sweet. Yeah. And like we mentioned, this is part one of two. Yes, correct. Uh, so, you know, probably in a month or something like that, we'll do Queen Marchesa, mm-hmm. which really upset me when Big Tuck made that because I was in the <laughs> process of making a Queen Marchesa deck, but it was going to be Game of yeah, Thrones, Thrones themed, yeah. and I was going to get the cards altered. So Queen Marchesa would have been Cersei and et cetera, oh, et cetera. Sweet. Good choice um, with the last season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God, I'll like it. Well, get on with it. That was good. Uh, but, you know, some of my initial thoughts. It seems half your deck needs black mana, yet your lands can only produce a third of black mana. Okay, I, re- I read that wrong then, because I thought it was the other way around. So it, that is the thing. It's very heavy on black. Um, the curve is kind of on the higher side, which is a 3-5. Yeah, so I was going to ask you, with your land to CMC being so disproportionate, plus having such a high CMC. Now, granted, you do run 37 lands, right. plus several mana rocks. Yep. Do you ever feel like you get color hosed? Or just mana host where it's like I cast one thing past the turn. Um, sometimes when it gets more into like the battle cruiser okay. creatures, which we'll talk about a little later, but they're generally so they have so much power behind them, it's generally worth it. There is a lot of black in here, but there's not a lot of double and triple black. Well, I guess there are, there's necropotence and a couple other ones, so that's something to look at. I am kind of surprised about that to be honest, because I have a lot of car. I have a lot of like City of Brass, High Market, or I'm sorry, uh, Grand Coliseum, like a lot of different ways of making mm-hmm. of lands that give any mana. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I never, I never thought about that. Okay. So, and I will say, actually, going through your list, you do have a fair amount of double whatever. Yeah, color. yeah, yeah. Lots of double blue, lots of double red, lots of double black. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you know, th- I mean, I know that I have specific decks where that's happened to me consistently, mm-hmm. and it's really frustrating. This has not really been one of them. Oh, okay. Uh, and so I thought you'd like this, Mr. Combo. I didn't bring a beer for her today, but what is she? She's is an apple cider. She's sweet on the inside, but she's got Uh-oh. a little bit of fire. And if you get around to her too much, you might get a little poison. So I wanted to gift you the first batch of Big Tuck's Apple Pie Moonshine yeah! for 2019. So awesome. Appreciate it. Take a, take a sip of that. So for those oh, who God. don't know, this is from <laughs> Scooty Shuffles. Thank you very much. Uh, this is pretty much, uh, Everclear, apple cider and yeah, and apple juice. So let me get a little knock here. 
Um, it's yeah, great. It tastes like a little wild today. We skipped yeah. the hard we can booze. that mm-hmm. for uh, the, the, the EDH uh, tournament we're going to have here oh, in yeah. a couple weekends. Oh, no, that's delicious. Yeah, so that's, that's you, man. Awesome. But anyway, it. so, um, yeah, but I think that's it. Like I said, this deck's cool. really fun. I think if I was going to redo it, I would probably, now especially that I have so many decks, mm-hmm. I try to make it more steal your creatures tribal sure. but i've also been playing where you're playing against control players or yeah. you know people that don't run a lot of creatures and you just kind of have a dead, lot of dead cards in your absolutely hand. yeah you know and I, I i think i think the way you've built it is actually really solid um when we get to the bottle capping i will have some recommendations sure. that i think will make the deck a little bit better yeah but i don't think you want to start shifting more to the steal your stuff model because then this deck's going to kind of become like your Thrasios yeah, deck yeah. decks of Girlfriend's yeah, Past. Yeah, totally. And it's like, oh, it used to be plus one, plus yeah, one. Right. It used and to it be all these different stuff, things. Yeah, it used to be for sure. Um, I think you've actually done a very good balance with it. I think, you know, because um, you have so many decks, just right. some cards are outdated. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And there were some that I definitely wanted to cut as well that I think yeah. I just put in there and forgot. Because again, sure. I think this was my... I think this is the fifth deck I ever built, oh, so okay. I've had it for a really long time. And then also to make note, guys, you know this isn't a fairly expensive deck. You know it ranges between four or three eighty one yeah. to four seventy eight on TCG Player, um, and you know, and I think you could probably even say that res, you know resides in a few twenty thirty dollar cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you know, we're not going to talk about it. So he has like Demonic yeah, yeah. Tutor, and sure, there, yeah, yeah, uh, Necropotence. It's like yeah, like and this was like right around the time where I started getting more into EDH, and this was that deck that I, this is the most recent deck. Mm-hmm. So I picked up like the. Uh, Bloodstained Mire and oh, yeah. the Demonic Tutor. I picked those up and like jammed them in here. Yep. So that's why like there's you can there's a lot of cuts you can make here if you want to make it 100 more or 200 budget. Bucks. Yeah, yeah, totally. So all right, well I'd say we uh, dive into that rampant grain build. Yep. Uh, of course, this being your deck, why don't you kick it off? What's so, your first one? So I want to do a special shout out, and I'm not gonna. T- we don't need to talk about it, but. This is the only deck I own that has an arcane signet in it. Ah, I have that too. <laughs> Dude, okay, so the, my, that's a shout out. Oh, well, actually, that's okay. So, talk about. Go, so go ahead. Oh <laughs> uh, well, so my, it was my last one because I thought it was going to be funny. Yeah, uh, arcane signet. Everyone's familiar with it, but uh, if you just now started playing EDH yeah, yeah. or talking about magic, it's a two mana artifact, colorless artifact, and it taps for uh, add one mana of any color yeah. to your commander's color identity. It's basically command tower. On, on a land, artifact. yeah, for two, uh, for two, it's, yeah, it's it's bonkers. so good. And it's ten dollars. It came out. I think it was pre-sailing for twenty five. Yeah, yeah. And, and the crazy thing is, let's all be honest. The whole reason people bought Brawl decks was, was for Arcane Signet. Yes, of course. Uh, it's an auto include in literally every single EDH deck you have. Sans Mono Green. Mono Green yeah, doesn't, doesn't need it. it. But every other color combination, even if it's a green with another color, yeah, you might wor- as well throw it in it. there. And like. Especially if you look at the two, at the same two drops, like this is probably better than Mindstone in a three color deck. Yep. This is better. This is just strictly better than Felwar Stone because yep. Felwar Stone sometimes you can't won't get you the juice that you need here. Uh, blows Prismatic Lens out of the water. Yep. Uh, Thought Vessel is probably tied for because it gives you the maximum hand size. Yeah, but, but it's colorless. Yeah, so again, it's just that kind of rock. It's it's unreal. But I only had the one copy, and like we talked about yep. earlier, this deck has. I was going to like put it into Prosh and be like, oh, yeah, but then it's like Prosh has all these ways to fix sure. mana uh, and all these ways to tutor for it. So the first de- the first card I want to talk about um, is one that I'm guessing you're going to tell me to cut, but I didn't have a better deck to put it in. Okay. And, I, and this actually this card is wrecked before I did it. So I want to talk about Spellseeker. OK, it is one of the ones. Yeah, I, I figured like cut. So I thought about that and I can I can tell you why you want to do that and why I'm 
50 for, it's like weird. So sure. Spell Slinger, two colorless and a blue for a 1-1 human wizard. Doesn't matter. When it enters the battlefield, you may search your library for an instant or sorcery card with converted mana cost two or less. Reveal it and put it into your hand. Then shuffle your library. So tutors for two drops or lower. Yeah. So there's seven targets for this in the deck. And my stipulation for it is that it's always, all of them are good. Yeah. And all of them do a lot. So the worst case scenario with this one is that you can go get a demonic tutor. Okay. Right, that's like the worst thing you could do, and sure. go get whatever else you want. And also, you can go get your cyclonic rift. You can get some counter spells. You can get some removal packages. All that stuff through there. Um, and it's gotten to a point where I actually had the game locked down with this. Okay, because I attacked, got the one one counter, sacked it. It came back, and then I got. I did that in instant speed. So that's a. I think someone played. I don't even remember what it was. Someone played their commander, and I was like, nope, like sack. Came back, got, rem- got removal, blasted okay. it, that sort of stuff. So I know it's like lower-ish on the targets. Yeah. Um, but since it does have that enter the battlefield effect and the, the creatures that have that, like the evoke creatures, which I'm guessing we're not going to talk about, I think do a lot of work in this deck. I can see it go either way, though. Sure. So Yeah, you know, I'm just really, uh, I don't know. I mean, the good thing is that you do have seven targets. So right. the likelihood that whenever you draw this particular card, you will probably at least have five targets in the mm-hmm. deck. Um, worst case, probably four, just kind of doing probability. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, you know, it's one that actually I even bought for... Gosh, what was that? Maybe my mono blue or yeah, yeah. No, no. Actually, I think I bought it for my flashback deck, mm, the, the mm-hmm. Savine. Um, and I ended up cutting it. Yeah. Um, which sucks because it's an eleven dollar card. I know. It's expensive. And I like, and I was gonna put this in. I was gonna put this in um, my spell singer deck, but the problem with that is there's just better, more efficient ways to find spells. Yeah. So it's weird because this card looks really, and I think it is good. And the times that the times that I've seen it happen in this deck, and I've, I've played it, I have gotten a lot of value out of it. Sure. But I mean, that's happened one time. Yeah. So, you know. No, anyways, fair. but I just like, I want to bring it up before you had the chance to destroy <laughs> it. it. So, anyways, what was your so second one? My second one, uh, which was actually my first one, uh, was Sadisi Undead Vizier. Oh, yeah. Uh, this card's really <laughs> Double black, legendary creature, zombie, snake. Let's. Uh, Naga's a it's snake. Naga. 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 Not going to work here. Naga. Yes. <laughs> Naga. Not going to work in snake tribal. <laughs> it's a 4 6, death touch. The important thing is it has exploits. When this creature enters yeah. the battlefield, you may sacrifice a creature. You may say, hey, Big Tuck, Mr. Combo, why would I want to sacrifice a creature? Well, because it gives a second paragraph attacks. <laughs> when Sadisi Undead Vizier exploits a creature, you may search your library for a card, put it into your hand, and shuffle your library. It's basically Demonic Tutor on a body. I, I think it works amazing in this deck mm-hmm. because... It swings. It has death touch. Yeah. No one wants to block it. Right. Because their stuff's going to die. Right. So it's going to get the 1-1 one, one counter. And then you can sacrifice it to one of your other sacrifice outlets. And then it comes back. And then you sacrifice something else with the plus one, plus one counter. You get to do your tutor. And then you just kind of do this rinse and repeat. It's almost kind of like how you have your spell seeker to where you can go tutor. Yeah, you got seven targets. Well, this yeah, is infinite targets. Any of them, yeah. yeah. And I think uh, the way that I understand this is like similar to the evoke creatures, when it so when this enters the battlefield trigger and that, goes. the trigger goes on the stack, if you have a way to give it a counter, you could sacrifice itself. You, yeah, so you could put you could put the counter on CDC, yep. target her with the exploit, yep. kill her, and then she comes back. Yep. And you could ultimate you could do that as much as you want. Yep. At some cost, but we'll get to that sure. probably later. Yeah. Yeah, and um, again, I think for and the best part is it's a four six death touch, so yeah. it's a great blocker. You're going to get in for damage. Yeah, this card's bonkers. Yeah, I actually run it in several decks, mm-hmm. and I don't even have the whole plus one, plus one abuse thing. Yeah. I just think it's that good of a card. And it's one it's one more it's one more mana than Diabolic Di- Tutor. Oh, yeah. That, and you're getting a 4-6 death touch. Right, and, and another sacrifice outlet, which yep. if you're playing a deck that cares about that, 
You want as many as those as you Absolutely. possibly can. And, you know, it, it, I will say, I think it's a little pricey. I for agree, it does. yeah. It, it's $8.40. But, you know, I, I think it it's one of those cards to where I th- if you're on a budget and you're trying to build your EDH deck, if you have a way to abuse it, right? not necessarily go infinite, but you have a way yeah. to probably use its ability five times, six times in a sure. game. I think that's a card that's like, you know what? I'd rather pay $8 for this than maybe the 10 bucks for an Arcane Signet because I'm going to be able to use yeah. it multiple times. And, but if it's a one-shot pony and you're on a budget, yeah. I think there's you could probably just go Diabolic Tutor, pay the 40 and, cents. Yeah, and this, the thing with Sadisi uh, too, she works great in a lot of decks. So even if you buy her for one deck and it doesn't work out, she's there's, you will probably build a deck where she will work. Well, what's your second one? So this one's... Um, so I I know we say the word staple a lot. So I got, I came up with a new term. Okay. 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 So I want to be sponsored by staples. Abuse. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so um, I want to talk about burnished heart. Oh, okay. So three colorless for uh, two two elk, topical <laughs> in this Oko. But it's not a three three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that's true. So it's worthless. Uh, but that oh, doesn't God. matter. Well, what if Oko turned burnished heart into an elk? And then it's you look sl- elk, elk. <laughs> at it, double elk. <laughs> it's like double rainbows. Okay, so, but more importantly, it's three colorless sack. Search your library for up to two basic land cards, put them on the battlefield, tap, and then shuffle your library. Yep. So I believe this card is a bit of a, it's kind of pricey for an uncommon. It's a buck fifty. So this is an EDH standard. Okay. I like that. EDH standard. Because it's, because staples, it's like, it's kind of like something where if you use the term too much, it loses its power, yeah. which is like the reverse of Beetlejuice, right? <laughs> so um, anyway, this is actually the best source of ramp in this deck. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie to you. I got there was one game that was a grinder and I would play it, attack, sack it, get it back, sack it. I ran out of basics. I got all of them from Jeez. this. Yeah. And I think there's only, I think there's nine. There's only nine. Yeah. Oh, well, so, but, all right. but still like in one game, I'm expecting it's going to be like Jason's where he had like 27 mm. and then I'm looking yeah. at the list and it's like, Oh, you have nine. Yes. No, but it's, it's self sacrifices. It's a great chump yeah. blocker. Always gives you something to do with your mana. Um, I think this card, this card's really good in colors that have no ramp outside of artifacts, which is like these Boros, colors, Boros, right. absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I think Burnishar, and you know, it's weird that it's a buck fifty because I think they throw it in just about every pre-con deck it's for been, Commander. It's been reprinted several times, yeah. um, I th- but it's probably just because it's one of those things that's it's it's like so ring. good. Yeah, yeah, like if you're running an artifact deck, if you're running a mono white, mono red, it's yeah. going to go into it. Yeah, it's kind of like how I talked about Arcane Signet, how it could go in every single mm-hmm. deck, Sands Green. green I think yeah. Burnish Heart probably fits that as well. And and it's a creature, and it has a self-sacrifice, so if you carry in a Sacrifice Matters deck, I, it just does a lot of different... It's a good work elk. Ooh. Um, and, and I think the thing to kind of take note <clears> here <throat> is this is ramp, so you play it on turn three or whenever. Yep. You, got, you got three lands. You play your Burnish Heart. Top deck, not a land. That's okay because you have yeah. the three mana because its sacrifice cost is the same as its casting cost. And I think that's really smart. You know, sometimes you have a thing oh, where yeah. you play the creature, but then the activation of activability yeah, is yeah. more mana. Right. And then if you get mana hose, it's like, ah, I can't really do right. anything now. This, I think this card was very well designed because it's mm. three to play, three, three to, to activate. Yep. So. Total, totally agree. And again, like, that's one thing that's great is if you can get this down turn three, Marchesa turn four, swing in with a one one counter on it, you're off to the races. Oh, absolutely. So what was your? last pick yeah my right, last yeah. pick uh the beginning of it kind of sounds like some asian food we're talking lim duels vault yeah! yes it is oh man this card's six dollars now this card's really good <laughs> yeah, it's insane so, so this thing <clears throat> is uh demir so that is uh blue black blue black instant look at the top five cards of your library as many times as you choose you may pay one life 
put those cards on the bottom of your library in any order, then look at the top five cards of your library, then shuffle your library and put the last cards you looked at this way on top in any order. Uh, it's basically a way to abuse a top deck manipulation yep. effect. Uh, I think that's just super, super cool. Right. Granted, looking through the deck, I mean, like you have card draw like any normal person, but I'm not seeing anything where that really matters. This that one's, much. this is more, the way I look at this is a couple different ways. One, the dethrone mechanic is that this deck doesn't work unless you have it. So there's okay. a lot of cards in here where you pay life to do things. Mm. So make it like there's been times before where I had, I was up 15 life just because. Oh, okay. I don't know how, like no one was attacking me because they were idiots. But then I was like, okay, I'm just going to cycle through my entire library and take 20 and then just oh, take okay. these five cards. Um, but also the way I look at this is this is also in this deck functions as a Demir vampiric tutor. Oh, so for okay. two, for two, for two mana, I'm going to go through my entire deck and for like and, $80 cheaper. Yeah, exactly. Right. And like, <laughs> I'm going to go through my entire deck. And I'm going to find the card that I want. And then sometimes it, again, there is a fair, there is some like incidental card draw stuff in here. Um, so it does kind of help with sequencing, but that's the way I look at it, right? It's pretty much a vampiric tutor that you're paying, you're paying life for, for the, yeah, like you said, the $40 difference in price. No, no. $80 difference in price. Is it really $80? It's like 80 bucks. Holy shit. Well, this yeah. is I, six. So the cool part about this too, is I think this was restricted at some point. Really? Yeah. Cause this came out at the same time as Necropotence. So oh, you could just do this God. and then just stack it. <laughs> yeah. It was brutal. That is brutal. This is like. More than twenty years ago now, I think. Yeah, back so, in my day, yeah, exactly. Back, back when them dudes vault with, didn't even have a rarity symbol. So, anyways, but yeah, yeah I think this, it's really cool. This is a super cool card. I've never seen it. I wish it wasn't six bucks because if it, which is great, I think if, if it wasn't six dollars, let me. If it was like a buck fifty, yeah. I'd probably go buy five right now right on now, my yeah. phone. Oh, totally. Because uh, this could go in my super friends attracts a deck. Sure, totally. This would go in my zombie deck. I mean, this would go in probably just about every. It's really near colored and I, deck and I have. It's probably that price because now that I'm thinking about it, it was printed once in Ice Age mm. and then once in the Nec in the uh, Nekuzar Precon. Okay, so that's why it's like it's like one of those cards that's like pseudo reserved list. Sure. That just, there's just not a lot out there and it's good yeah. so yeah all right cool well i think that wraps up the rampant grain bill guys yeah now we're gonna head on over to the board state in the hot profile i'm gonna start this one off we're talking grim grim yeah that's my number one baby <laughs> on fire oh man uh so yeah this card is so i'm gonna read what he does you read the text okay so this is grim grin corpse born it's three colorless demir blue black it's a legendary creature zombie warrior five five uh, Big Tuck, what does Grim Grim okay. do? So it enters the battlefield tapped and doesn't untap during your untap step. Ugh. <laughs> wait. But, but. But there's more yeah, Jimmy. Just wait. Just wait. Also. I'm going for Jimmy. So if you look at the card, it says sacrifice another creature for free, which is great. Yeah. Uh, untap and put a 1-1 counter on the boy. Huh. So it pretty pretty, well, yeah, it seems, seems like it works. Then when he attacks, uh, destroy target creature defending player controls. <laughs> And then put another counter on him. Yeah, he's amazing. He's the only downside is he is kind of expensive. And mm -hmm. like, this is one of the cards that where you mentioned where you play a card and you're kind of done. Yeah. Unfortunately, this is one of those where it's like he's like a big battle cruiser, but he it's so much value. You got a free sack outlet. This yep. guy's going to get humongous. And the thing I love is that any given moment, as long as you have Marchesa out there, if anyone tries to remove him outside of exile, sack a creature yep. for the counter on there. And this also, like you said with Marchesa, people gun for her, right? So mm -hmm. So being able to just be able to bin her whenever and have her come back yeah. is also crucial. So there's a lot. We probably won't go into them, but I think there's probably like five or six free sacrifice outlets in sure. here. 
and this is one that's really going to do a lot of damage. Destroying creatures. He's got to swing in for a pile of damage. Um, Grim Grim's the real deal. <laughs> for yeah, sure. No, it's uh, it's awesome. Do you it, have him in your zombie deck? Oh, of Yeah, course. okay, cool. My yeah. A guy I used to play Magic with, he played an infinite combo Grim Grim with uh, Rooftop Storm and oh, yeah. Gravecrawler. And yeah. he just turned, he'd turn him into like a 25-25 Whisper Silk Cloak and just sure, bash just it. Bash it's face. over, yeah. All right, well, uh, since we had yep. the same first one, what is your second one? So my second one is another free sack outlet. Uh, we're talking Sadistic Hypnotist. Oh, yeah. Okay, so this is great. Three colors, black, black for a 2-2 two, two human minion. So, By the way, with this art, why isn't he not a ninja? I, I don't looks, know. It looks, looks like a ninja. ninja. Yeah, and he, he's doing the Batman, like, prowl oh, on yeah. top of the building, too. So it's weird. I don't know. This was... He was from... Uh, uh, I had a scene to begin with. I'll look that right. up. But this is back like when they were doing more experimental mm. nonsense things. So he also looks like a zombie in this. He doesn't look a human at all. But yeah. anyway, all that to say is sacrifice a creature. He's a 2 2. Sacrifice a creature. Target player discards two cards. Activate this time only at any time you can cast a sorcery. So that's this, the one thing I don't like about it. Is it sorcery speed? Yeah, sorcery that's kind of that's kind of balls. But I mean, effectively. So I know you'd like the story. I played Marchesa in a two-headed giant, mm-hmm. and all I did was just swing in and then sack and just mill them. Or like mill their hand out. Oh, and okay. like it was effectively locked them out of the game. Because I think I had like four creatures, one one counters. Wow. They're all small. And it was just brutal. So again, like um sack a free sack out, it's always good. It does kind of suck that it's only at sorcery speed. Yeah. And then being able to pick away people's hands is really important. Um, I tried to play cards that are just discard decks and they don't really work in EDH just because there's sure. too many ways to draw cards and, and all that jazz. But this one gives you more value than what you would think. Oh, okay. So being able to choose a player, mill two out of their hand, especially if you're playing against people that have really bad card draw and they need like the six cards in their sure. hand to get going. Um, it just kind of gets into one of those things with it. Okay. Yeah, no. Uh, like I said, if it if it could do it whenever, yes. like any other sacrifice outlet, It'd I be, would be like, boom, yeah, this way is better, amazing. Yeah. Um, granted, this is an older card, so there could probably be something else well, nowadays. I wonder if there's like a sack, if there's an enchantment or something that's like sack a creature, target player discards a card or something yeah. like that. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, but, so, you know, I, I think that's <clears> one that maybe could get capped out and <gasps> replaced with something. Bum, bum, bum. Foreshadowing? Ooh, maybe. Probably Ooh. not. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so my second one is Attrition. Oh, yes. Attrition is a colorless black, black enchantment. Uh, and for one black mana, sacrifice a creature, destroy target non-black creature. So basically, once again, it's not a free sack outlet, right. but it's a one mana sack outlet, destroy 80% of Magic the Gathering's creatures right. ever printed. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Do you have this in your teeny weeny deck? I don't. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe you should pick one up, but it's also $6. I know. Well, I'm saving my <laughs> money on that one to get... Containment? Is Contamination? That Contamination. Yeah, there yeah, we yeah, go. Because yeah, yeah. I want to be an I asshole. Like containment better. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is really good. Like you said, I think it's weird. I wonder if they made this now, if they'd put a different stipulation than target non-black. Um, it doesn't seem like they really do. That used to be kind of like the premier restriction with like Doomblade, for example. Oh, okay. Right? Um, so I wonder if it'd be like... Honestly, not, if they did it nowadays, it'd probably say non- destroy target non-multicolored creature yeah, or something yeah, like something that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, target monocolored creature or target legend or something. Yeah. Um, but again, I think the fact that it's a sack outlet, it's an enchantment, which we've talked about yep, ad nauseum, about it's hard to get rid of. Um, and yeah, this also does work. So you can swing in and you can do it at instant speed. So even if people block... Then and you yep. you still with Marchesa it's on attack not damage so you can still attack you can attack knowing that your thing's gonna die and then sack it to blow up 
whatever best creature else. and then get it back at the end of turn too. Yeah, that's uh, that's smart. No, it's awesome. Question with how the stack works and Morchase's ability. Yes. So you declare attackers, Morchase's trigger goes on the stack. Right. That resolves. Can you hold priority and then activate attrition to sack one of the things to blow up a blocker? So that <sighs> way the damage actually goes through. I mean, I'm not a rules lawyer. I think so because I feel like that could work. Because when they go to, when they go to blockers before they choose, then you can put something on stack, right? No, because they have priority, so they would declare who their blockers oh. are. So I'm curious in the declare attackers, declare attackers, Marchese's ability triggers, and then you could do this in response to that. No, you'd have to let Marchese's this trigger resolve. resolve. And then I'm just curious once it resolves if you can hold that priority Birdie. to activate attrition. I think so because you could pay. You could after you declare an attacker, could you cast something with flash? I think so. So if that's the case, then yes, because it's like an instant speed ability. <laughs> I have no, I don't know. Yeah. That'd be sweet. I mean, if you can, that'd be amazing. Oh yeah, because then you could just blow up all right. The yeah, and then you're like, all right, great. Be cool. So, so all right, no, I love it. All right, what's your last one? So my last one is um, this is one of the better. I think uh, it's called treachery effects where you steal the creature. Slave of Bolus. Ah, okay. Do you have one of the other ones? I have one of the other ones. Excellent. Okay, so this one's, it's, the, the mana symbols on it are really weird. Yeah. It makes no sense. So it's, Well, it's because they wanted to put bullets in the name. They're like, how do we make yeah, those Grixis? Yeah. yeah really like, confusing. We can't make it three, we can't make it three of each. So anyway, so, yeah, really, really confusing. Just like Bullis. Um, so three colorless and then blue, red, hybrid, black. It's so weird, right? Like, yeah, it's three colorless. Is it hybrid Red, black. black? So gain control of target creature, untap that creature, it gains haste until end of turn, and then sack it at the beginning of the next end step. So the reason why I like this a lot is, A, like we talked about, stealing creatures. So you steal the person's best creature, you swing back at them, unless it's their commander, yeah. then you're going to be able to, to get rid of it. It happens very rarely, but sometimes you don't have a sacrifice outlet, right? Mm -hmm. I know it's hard to believe, but once people <laughs> figure it out, they're like, oh, shit. Eventually, you just need ways to, to push to it die. through. Exactly. So um, this was one of the ones. I had something else in here that did a similar thing, but it was only during combat. I don't even remember what it was called. But this one, again, it's stealing a creature. You take the best creature on the board. You're swinging in with it, and then you'll likely, gave, you'll likely retain control of it going through it. I think it's probably... A little expensive for yeah, and I and I was we'll talk about this during the cut section too, and that's why it's also hard because again, like Dexter's girlfriend's past, yeah, I had all of them in here, and like I had to be choosy. Um, if this was one mana more, I would definitely cut it. Um, I mean, five mana is a lot. It's a lot. I, I will say it is nice that because we kind of talked about the beginning with the colors and the lands and being able to color fix. It is nice to have the hybrid. Is it? Because yeah, yeah. It's like it's, it makes it a little red. easier. Sure. Yeah. So I do like that flexibility. I don't like that it's sorcery speed. I know. So we'll segue into what mine is. Go right ahead. Uh, the reason I picked this one over that is because of the speed. Yes. Active aggression. Yes. And oh, so go ahead. So this card's amazing. It's three Phyrexian Red, Phyrexian Red, which if you're not yes. familiar, you could pay two life or pay a mountain, either one. And it basically states, at instant speed again, gain control of target creature and opponent controls until end of turn, and tap that creature, it gains haste until end of turn. A reason I like this more, it is the same mana, but let's be honest, it's a three mana, pay four life. You just which is mentioned which is you want to reduce in this deck, your yes. life. But then also, I think it does two things. One is that it allows you to steal stuff, add the counters, you get to keep it. Cool. That's what this deck does. But I think the second right. thing is with it being instant speed, someone throws down a Blightsteel Colossus. <laughs> They're about to put Lightning Greaves on it. And it's like, uh, 
No. Yeah, I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take it so you can't one shot me right now. Even though you're gonna get it back at the end of turn, you won't be able to put right. lightning greaves on it, and I can try to figure out how I'm gonna deal with it. Or just any type of effect, right. you know. Uh oh, it's a Traxa. Well, I could use a proliferate. Right, right I wouldn't now. mind it right now. Yeah, you know, let me just take that. But even, so, but even to that point, like I said, there's so many sacrifice outlets in here. You could active attrition, oh, and yeah. then sa- you could you could active aggression and then attrition it away. Right, same thing with blight steel. Um, it lets you. But it wouldn't have the counter on it. But that's well again like if it's oh, a bl- if, if it's a bl- if it's it. a blight steel sure. or um you know I get what you're laying. Yeah, down. yeah, yeah, an acroma or whatever, and if it's an avacyn, something that's really like. The traditional cards that are extremely hard to get rid of. Sure. I think it's a great point, right? Yeah. It's it's a good offensive card. You can use it to steal something on someone else's turn. Yep. You can use it to steal on your turn. Very very versatile. Yes, it's got and, a lot of utility. And, and, and that's one of the things that I've kind of started to develop as as an EDH player is more versatility mm-hmm. in my decks. Instead of being so linear that I'm gonna play elves. So I'm just gonna play elves. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Know, try to have cards that can do multiple things. That do things multiple for things. You. Yeah, no, I agree. Um I don't know I I've run this card in a fair amount of decks and it never this has been the only one that really has ever done anything sure. in. I think those treachery effects are interesting but because you lose control of the creature you mm. like really need to be smart with how you play them yeah like I would run that in my populate deck just because I do the Naya one so I have red in there but I run Sundial of the Infinite Oh because yeah, there's right. all the the red effects that create the tokens. tokens. Yeah, you know, you get Sundial of the Infinite to just flash in the turn, and you get to keep it. Right. So the, I would consider maybe putting it in there. Um, I might have a spare copy for you. Yeah, you know, I honestly I can't even find a spot for the dragon that you gave me that creates all those baby dragons. Oh wait, the Hydra. Hydra. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Hydra b- baby mama. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> brood master. Brood gender no, brood mother. No, it's brood master. It's we had this argument. It actually is brood master. It's brood mother. It should be, but yeah. The, the dragon brood master i still can't even find a spot mm. for in that deck once again i don't want to get i want to basically keep it as tokens but i want the red stuff to steal from people right. and then be able to end the and, turn and yeah, sundial um but no i, I think active aggression is great I, I i do think it's probably a, a limited card on what decks it can go in that's yeah. why it's 24 cents yeah exactly so, all right well i think that wraps up the uh, board state and hot profile let's head over to how you actually close out and win yes. a game in yeast big tuck why don't you start all right so when i found this card after I built this, I was like, wow, this is probably going to be one of the good ones. We're talking Flare of the Hatebound. Okay. Okay, so five colorless and a red. It's a 4-2 devil, so coming at you, Rakdos, Lord of Riot's deck. Uh, Undying, when it, it has Undying, so for those who don't know, when this creature dies, if it had no 1-1 counters on it, return to the battlefield under its owner's control with a 1-1 counter on it. When Flare of the Hatebound or another creature enters the battlefield from your graveyard, that creature deals damage equal to its power to any target. What's what is the core function of this deck? I feel like that's an infinite combo. It's not. It gets really close. What? It's super close. No, that has to be infinite for him. Yeah. So, because, no, so because when he with, dies with no counters, if right. you have more chase out, uh-huh. he has no counters. Sacrifice him. Hits the graveyard. He comes back with his undying trigger. He right. gets a plus one plus one. He dies. Marchese's ability triggers. But Marchese's ability only triggers once a turn at the end step. Oh. That's, yeah, so I, I don't know if we talked about that earlier, but that's why it's... So it's kind of like Shirai, my itty-bitty teeny. Yes, it's very much like steps. that. Yeah, okay. but the difference the difference with her ability is as soon as that creature dies, that ability is on the stack. Yeah. So Marchesa doesn't have to be... If So let's say they do a board wipe or just single target removal. Marchesa, sure. in response, you could sack stuff, and then okay. that ability follows them for the rest okay. of the game. So it's not infinite. 
but it's really, really good. Yeah, that and is really good. And especially because you're, you can, if you have a creature that has, I used to run a lot more of these. So like a creature like Thrill Kill Assassin, which is a, it's a colorless and a black for a one, two death touch with unleash. And um, then that says it, you may have it entered the battlefield with one, one counter on it. So that does go into something where you can sack it each turn. Oh, okay. And uh, deal damage to it. But again, it's more along the lines of, it's any target, so you're blasting creatures, you're blasting players, you're blasting planeswalkers. Um, so this is also kind of a hops card, mm-hmm. but eventually you get to the point where you attack with a bunch of stuff, you sacrifice it all, it all comes back from the flare, you blow up the board, the next turn you sack, and then eventually you get to a point where you can start headshotting people over oh, okay. and over and over again. No, um, and I, again, and again, it's any target. So sure. in a pinch, you can do it to yourself yeah. if you're if you're not the monarch. The only thing I don't like about it is it is six mana. Mm. That's a lot of mana. For it's a lot. Yeah. A, what I would call a good ability, but not like like honestly. Yeah. So if I see your flare, and now that I understand that it can't go infinite, it's like that's annoying. But I could probably deal with it at some point. I'm just telling you. Mostly when I've been playing this deck, if I land this card, it's like over. Hmm. I'm just saying. <laughs> it, well, it if, does you ever, a lot if you ever work. show up to a, a Sunday Magic Ooh, event, uh, maybe I'll have to days. see it. Yeah, no. Uh, all right. Well, my first one auto include. I think it in every Atraxa deck and Marchesa deck. Ooh. Unspeakable symbol. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Colorless. my second one. Oh, there we yeah! go. We're on fire. Uh, it's a colorless black black enchantment. Pay three life, put a plus one plus one counter on target creature. That's so good. Yeah, it's bonkers. It's instant speed, so you can do it in response. So yep. if someone tries, someone does uh, anger of the gods, where it's like it deals X damage to each creature. Oh, yeah. And you're like, okay, no. Or they block with a bigger creature, and you're like, okay, also no. This card also plays into those things like we were talking about with the Sidisi, mm-hmm. where it's like, if you have, so like Moldrifter, you cast it for its evoke cost. Pay three life, put a one-one counter on it. It dies. Then you're going to get back again at the end of oh, yeah. your turn. Same thing with CDC. There's been builds of this deck that I've owned where it's way more focused on one-one counters. Sure, this is definitely one of the ones that stuck around for it. But I think it, I think I, there's no reason you would ever cut this from. No, this deck. no, not not. But this case, thing yeah. is a game winner mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, I I love it, and it's only a buck twenty six, which yeah. is kind of shocking. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, for a pay life at instant speed and throw counters on stuff. Mm. I mean, this would even be decent. Like, if I was more... This is going to be in that Orzhov deck that you're going to be building for sure. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, I mean, honestly, I'm considering throwing that in my Rakdos deck. My Mm. uh, Grevin. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I play some live, throw some counters on him, and just beat face. Yeah, and um, again, this deck, you're always walking the needle's edge in this deck because you want your <laughs> life, to, you want your life total to be the lowest, but not like cripplingly low, yeah. right? So there's been times where just to get going on turn like six, I'm at 18, and no one's even attacked me, right? Yeah. Just because you like have all these things going sure. on. So this is one of the premier ones though, and plays right into the theme of the deck too. I can totally see it. Yeah, all it's right. incredible. Well, that was your second one. So uh, I, I guess I'll do one then. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This card, it's, this is one of the few cards I will personally say I hate to see played. Jukal Hop. Yeah, it's my third one. Oh my <laughs> God. Yeah. You hate, you hate this card. You run Armageddon in how many decks? Two. Yeah. More than, more than zero. <laughs> how dare you say you hate this card? I hate this card. This card fucking rules. But Armageddon is just lands. Right. This is everything. Yeah. So if you guys aren't familiar with this. Uh, well, not quite everything. Four colorless, red, red, sorcery. Destroy all artifacts, creatures, and lands that can't be regenerated. Some whore crap right there. God. So 
the gimmick with this game, I have played this before so many times, and this this deck is not normally a, a I'm sorry deck, but it as soon as this happens, I'm like, guys, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Pretty much what you do is you have Marchesa and a bunch of other creatures with 1-1 one, one counters on it, right? You attack, they get their counters. Oh, I understand. Oh. <laughs> I think the world understands. It's just some whore crap. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I Yeah, I uh, when I first started running this deck, I... I think I bought like two or three copies of Jockle because I was like, this is a really good removal spell. And then I played it in a deck besides this and I was like, no, this is horrible. (laughs) I don't want to keep playing for another hour and a half. Yeah, Um, I mean, if this... If I had red in my Attracts a Planeswalker deck, slam dunk. Oh, yeah. You should throw this in your bad super friends. Oh, my God. That would be great. Do I have a spare copy? Well, you just Ah. said you bought two or three. I know, but I think I traded them all away. Fuck, it's three bucks. But no, it'd be really good. No. Uh, Yeah, that that would be amazing. (laughs) Yeah, it would be great. But no, it's... We get it. It's just, we get. I get it. We it's get cute. it. Yeah, uh, because the the whole cute thing, for, if you guys haven't figured it out, is you basically reset the game to zero, except you, you have, have an army creatures, of creatures, and yeah. you just win. Yeah, pretty I much. Mean, I don't think there's a way anyone can come back. It's maybe a miracle card. Well, there was one. <laughs> so there's one. So normally when I cast this, I'm like, okay, guys, here's how this is gonna work. We can stop now, and, or we can just like play. For, we can t- keep taking turns. I was playing with these people, and they were just like, no, we're gonna play it out. I was like, okay, all right. And but the old, it was still four players. I was like close. Like it got down to the wire. Really? I don't remember. I literally don't remember how. How did they even come back? I don't know. I think one of them. Um, sure. And I think one of them had propaganda or something that you had oh. to pay a, a mana. So I was like. I'm gonna kill I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill you. And then that guy was getting like I think he was like ended up being one or two manas away from a board wipe or some other sort of removal. It was it like got down That's to the wire. Like well, well and, then, of, and then the negative with that is like once you start picking off these other guys, you lose their creatures. Right. So then your board, like your attack power just gets so much smaller. It gets lower and lower huh. and lower. And um the other but the other time I did this, I was like, hey guys. I'm like, are we good here? And they're like, no, let's keep going. And it was like, draw, discard, draw, discard. I did it on like turn eight or something. And I was like, all right, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead. Oh my God. I can't believe you don't like this card. I thought, no, you, I thought I you'd hate, praise me for the land destruction. I, I know it's it. your favorite. It, it, I, I don't mind land destruction when you right. have creatures and artifacts because you can still play the game. But when it's everything, I hate it. So, Fair enough. Well, so uh, I guess I'll just keep talking because yeah, uh, we uh, just keep matching up on the cards. We're getting, it's getting, uh, listening to our podcast recently, I need to do a better job of thinking what you're going to pick and pick the opposite just to prove I a point. I do that though. Do you I'm really? Because like, I figured you guys are in, you it's inception. You're in I, each other's yeah, heads I, I, now. I figured you wouldn't pick it because it's such a mean card. But it's also like this, it's one of the, this and Flare the Hate Bound are like the two win cons of this deck. Hmm. If I can get this to resolve, it's pretty much over. I'm actually going to talk about another pseudo win con. Please go, this please. Deck. Grave betrayal. Yes, I was. I was. This is on the cusp of talking about. So it's five colorless, black, black. So super, super expensive. expensive. But its effect is banana hammock. Yes. Whenever a creature you don't control dies, return it to the battlefield under your control with an additional plus one plus one counter on it at the beginning of the next end step. That creature is also a black zombie in addition to its other t- colors and types. Have this yeah. out. <laughs> you jukel hops like I just talked about. It doesn't hit enchantments. Everyone's stuff dies. Right. Your stuff comes back, but then all of their stuff comes back right. with counters. So you're already more chasing up. Woo! It's uh, yeah, that's a that's really really yeah, good. It's bonkers, and especially with like that we didn't talk about it because we talked about it before, but like with the dictate effect. Yep. This card it is amazing, but that is a problem. It's, it's seven mana and a thing that has no access to ramp. Yeah. So it's one of those cards where like I've I've drawn it up front. I'm like. 
yes and then the game's over by the time he even got the chance to cast it you know yeah and i mean i i do think it's fair for seven mana considering yes. i believe this effect is an emblem on a planeswalker mm-hmm. i think it's the flip liliana yes yes, yes you're right so yeah. i mean when you're talking an emblem effect on a planeswalker the card itself can't be four mana or five yeah mana. yeah it totally to yeah it has to be expensive very much like how omniscience is so expensive and, this, and yet that's an emblem on a planeswalker and now well. that i'm remembering it this was definitely We've talked about this before. I built this in the era when it was more like less streamlined EDH, more battle cruiser, sure, and that sort of thing. So I just the, the games would go longer. You could right. You could it, get was, it, it was out. a lot more. It was a lot more combat damage and less like now when you're playing. There's so many deck archetypes and so many things that are so fast. You really have to kind of play around that better. It used to be when I played Nekazar, I would just like do nothing for four turns and then cast Nekazar and then start going. But like, you sure. can't do that. <clears throat> you were sitting tight, sir. Sitting I was, tight. I was sitting tight for so five I'm turns act- in a row. I'm kind of curious. Once if you, when you do get out grave betrayal, do you ever see your opponents then not swing and attack other people? Cause it's like, well, if the stuff dies, you're getting it back. Uh, like I almost feel like this is kind of almost like how we say that nuclear deterrent. Yeah, yeah. Where it's yeah. like, hey, terrorist don't button. don't board wipe because I'm gonna get all your stuff. It has. It, it, it just basically shuts everyone down. I almost feel like they just have to say, well, we're gonna swing at you, but only swing at you with stuff that's bigger than the stuff that right, you have. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Because we don't want you to kill it and get it. I'm trying to remember. I may have only seen this card once or twice, to be oh, honest okay. with you. I can't speak to that. I feel like it's definitely one of those things where it is like, it's a card you would have to play around. I also was looking through this. I don't have that many board wipes, which I thought I had a lot more of. Okay. Without taking this segment any longer than I have to. I don't really know, to be okay. honest. That's fair. I think this deck starts off very innocuously insofar as people don't really get what you're doing. mm until you get Marchese out and you get a couple more creatures like a Baleful Strix or something sure. where you're just like getting all this value and you're like, okay, what are you, yeah. are you well, where are you, where are you going with this? And then eventually, like once you get to like, once you get out your Grim Grins or some sure. other like a huge creature or like just build this army of things that can't go away, people yeah. are like, oh shit, this is a problem. And that's, but like, that's usually the stage game where Great Betrayal would come out. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I definitely would say this deck is like Jason created. It's a 75% yes, deck. Yeah, totally. For sure. Because it's not something you're just speeding out of the gates Correct. and you're going to win. It, this is a mid to long game. Totally. It's not, you know, you have some you have some hurtful cards mm-hmm. in the deck, but you it's not like you're playing ultra controly. No one Correct. gets to yeah. play. It, it's, it's a very balanced deck. I like it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, move on over to Spice since I just spent the last 20 minutes talking. Big Tuck, what's your Spice? Card. There's a card in here that I thought you would like, and okay. on its face, it doesn't look very good, but it's actually incredible. Uh, we're talking the one dollar and nine cents Avalanche Riders. Yep. Yeah, baby. Yeah, this card <laughs> is sweet. I almost talked about this Did one, you? Okay. but then I found one that's even jankier and yes. more hilarious. So. Uh, but pretty much the way this works is that when it's a three one two two human nomad relevant, <laughs> um, and also a little bit about the art on here, that's the face of someone who won a world championship. I think. Oh, really? Yeah, it's one of those cards. I don't I don't remember who it is, but it's a two two haste. Doesn't matter. Or actually, haste does matter highly in this one. Echo, three colorless and a red. Doesn't matter. Um, but what it, does Echo do? Okay, so um, at the beginning of your upkeep, if this came under your control since the beginning of your last upkeep, sacrifice it unless you pay its Echo cost. So Which pretty sucks. much, it does suck. But when it enters the battlefield, destroy target, or yeah, it would say enters battlefield, destroy target land. Yep. Any land at all. So the best case scenario with this one is that you come, it comes into play. 
blows up a land, yep. swings in, gets a counter, you sacrifice it, comes, comes back, back, blows up another land, ad nauseum. And, so, and, and you know, and I'm okay with something like that, uh, just because it's one land per rotation. It's not right, like you're yeah. being. It's not like you're able to do this during everyone's turn. Correct. Yeah. It, it, it's a annoying strip line. And this, yeah, exactly. And it's like this card only penalizes people who want to pay a bunch of money into their land. So yeah. if you have like a cradle, no. So you mean me? Yeah. So, well, so, or actually, do you mean me? But it's it is it is you, and it's also people like me who are under budget because this thing destroys bounce lands. Oh yeah. <laughs> it like sets you back or like two turns. Lands. Yes. Oh god. Yeah. It's it's brutal. So um. I've never gotten like a really hard lock on this, but if you're playing against people who don't play a lot of ramp sure. or if they have decks that just don't have a lot of ways to get mana out, you okay. know, like if you're playing a counter my chase deck, if you're starting picking off their land sources, it's going to really end up hurting them. So oh, absolutely. I've had this card since I think I was like 12. So I finally found a deck that could put it in that it actually does something. So cool. it's cute. It's spicy. It's my spice package. All right. Well, so mine, I, I know Big Tuck was also on the fence to talk about. I'm surprised it's $5.39. I don't know why. Uh, it's nine colorless red. <laughs> it's Greater Gargadon. It's a creature beast. Suspend 10 for a single red. Bam. Uh, Out of and, the game. And basically it says, sacrifice an artifact creature or land. Remove a time counter from Greater Gargadon. Activate this ability only if Greater Gargadon is suspended. Um, it's cute. It's it's funny. It is a spice. This is the definition yes. of a spice, but I will be cutting this for a significantly better card. So here's what you do. You suspend it on turn one. Sure. Right? Ticking down, ticking down, ticking down. It is a free sacrifice outlet for your creatures. So Only until it comes down. Until it comes down. But then what you do, so one turn, one time I played this, I played this the turn before. Okay. So last turn, end of turn, I must suspend a greater target. And everyone's like... All right. are, are you now? Like, <laughs> yeah, I am. And then uh, next turn, attacked, got counters, didn't tap my mana. Second main phase, tapped everything, sacked everything, chocolate hops. And then it comes down with a 9-7. The game just cruises right on through. <laughs> it takes oh like two God. swings to kill somebody. <laughs> this was a Zhao. This was a card that he's, I think it sees, there's some legacy deck. That, really? Or there's some fringe deck that this is legal in because it is a 9-7 People get it out on like turn two. Oh, it's something weird like that, or okay. I don't really remember how it works, but like I don't remember why it's five dollars. I built this when I was working at Optiver with Tice, and uh, yeah, there you go. Drink up, Tice mentioned, and Zhao. <laughs> That's your uh, first one of the day. Know, well right? done. He didn't have a lot to do with this deck, but um, it was a free sacrifice outlet, and it has played real nice Jockle Hops a couple times. So I know it's probably one of those things where it's like it's always been on the cusp, and there's been times where I look through it's like, why is this still in here? And then like, oh yeah, that one time six years ago, it was amazing. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, I, it's it is definitely the definition of a spice card in this deck. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, I think that's gonna wrap up the spice package. Now we're gonna migrate over to the bottle capping, and to remind you that's gonna be big text and I's cuts and recommendations that are either gonna be under five bucks, under fifty dollars, or a personal recommendation. And we haven't figured out how we're gonna call this the land thing yet, but the land has to be able to do something. Yeah. But we're not talking land today because we just literally did that on the fly. Nice. I'm gonna start this one off. Yeah. Go ahead. Just because I literally said take out Greater Gargadon. Yeah. Okay. Significantly better card. It did spike uh, with when Throne of Eldraine came out. Agent of Treachery. Oh, five colors, yeah. blue, blue. It's two dollars and thirty cents. It used to only be a buck. I think it spiked because of Oko. So mm -hmm. I think when Oko gets banned, it'll probably You'll drop again. Down, yeah. So well, two, it bu two bucks isn't that bad. Yeah, right, so. uh, but it's a creature, human rogue. Two, three came out in M twenty. 
when it enters the battlefield, gain control of target permanent. Yeah, which is rad. And then at the beginning of your end step, if you control three or more permanents you don't own, draw three cards. Mm-hmm. So this deck is stealing stuff. Right. And so now you get to draw three cards for it. And when you attack with him and you get put your counter on him and then you sack him, you're going to need to steal more stuff. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think this feeds into your stealing effect. It's going to help you with card draw. Um, I get it. You don't have the sacrifice outlet for 10 total times you get to do it or nine <laughs> right. or whatever. Uh, but I just think this would be significantly better than greater Gargadon. I, I, I agree. And I think when I first saw this card, I didn't, I thought it was just gain control until end of turn. No, it's like, no, you steal it for real forever. Um, and I don't, the only thing I don't like about it is it is really expensive, but if you can get it out once in the stack, you're going to be yeah. getting it out all the time. So no, I like it. And I we like talked it about how you're, I mean, I get it. Greater Gargadon, you're never casting. Right. But you cut, and to your point, you're cutting a 10 for a seven. Yeah. So I'm sure that'd help. That, a lot. that would help yeah, the curve yeah. at least. And if, bit. yeah, if you, if you look, it's like fair amount of twos, three, fours, fives, couple sixes, two sevens, and then one ten yeah. in the deck. So it's like, it's not like that kind of battle cruiser. I like that quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely say once, uh, Oko gets banned, probably yeah. by the time this comes out, it'll have happened. Cause I think it actually happens this Monday. Cause really? it's Richmond right now. Yeah. Um, but even that like two bucks for this, it's like fine. And sure, like, it'll, but it'll, it'll drop to a dollar. Yeah. So you yeah. might as well, and let's like, be honest, you're not on your phone right now. Buying yeah, like, it. Oh like, my God. Like, I need like, this. Well, yeah. The last episode yeah. that we did, I can't remember what card that was. It was intuition. You're oh, like, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to buy it right now. All you're under five dollars so um we're talking about a card that i i've always wanted to like there's another card like newscraft mob maybe where it's like i've had it at some point in five decks oh and sure every single time i'm always just like ah, what is, like what is this doing so profane command i'm gonna cut it so profane command is x black black choose really? two i just and here's the thing so it's a command card so target player loses x life return target creature card with cmc x or less from your graveyard to the battlefield sure target creature gets minus x minus x till end of turn and then up to an x target creatures gain fear until end of turn i figured the fear thing would be what i you thought want. but like it's not as big a deal because i don't care about getting blocked and dying mm-hmm. in this deck because they just come back sure so That's and, fair. and again it's only like the thing that i don't like about this it's just a one-time use right like mm. and the only time that I've ever used this in the deck that worked was I I put four into it, hit myself, killed a creature, and then swung in to get the counters. <laughs> I think it was, and I think it was actually at the first. It was up. I was. It was here upstairs oh, at our, our first. first like November oh, okay. drinkathon. Yeah, yeah. I'm also gonna cut it for a extraordinarily boring card that you probably have 19 copies of, but it didn't exist when this deck came out. Treach- uh, Talisman of Creativity. Oh, all right. So I know it's boring, but it's tap one uh, for colorless, tap one for is it, which is blue or red, deals the damage to you. It's two colorless. So I had the other Talismans, which is sure. ironic because they were the expensive ones <laughs> and still are. And again, in this deck, you I need to ramp. You have to ramp. There's no other chance to ramp besides artifacts, right? Why don't you just cut Mana Geode for that Talisman? Because I would still rather cut Profane and just cut something to get more ramp in, right? So it's kind of heavier on the mana front. If people pick off Marchesa before you can start recurring her, it's like backbreaking. Because, I mean, four out front isn't bad, but but six is a lot. Eight is piles. I've had Profane Command in a bunch of different decks. It's never done what I want to, right? Okay. If creatures are dying, going to the graveyard, not coming back, it's kind of just like, that's showbiz, I guess, in this deck. So I've had this card in a bunch of decks, and it just keeps underperforming. Okay, that's fair. That's the the first one I'd nix out. All right. Well, uh, now we're going to move on to our under $50. I am going to recommend you cut Thrill Kill Assassin. 
Uh, if you guys remember, we talked yeah. about it earlier. It's the uh, colorless and a black creature, human assassin, death touch. It has unleashed. You may have this creature enter the battlefield with a plus one, plus one counter on it. It can't block as long as it has a plus one, plus one counter on it. And it's a one, two. I don't like it. It's just a, a one death touch thing. So when I first built this deck, I put in piles of stuff with unleash and undying so that they came in with the, un- with sure. the counter. And then I also had... A subset of like if a creature has a plus one plus one counter on it, do this thing. Sure. So this is the only thing I like about this card is that there's not a lot of creatures in this deck that you can get down early that you can start sacrificing to like the attritions and that sort of thing. Well, I got a better thing for you. We're talking Yogmoth Thran Physician. Oh, just yeah, came out of Modern yeah, yeah. Horizons, and and actually, a, I just I just ordered one. Oh, and it's been on the decline in price, really, ever since it came out. Yeah, nice. It, it's just literally going down. So Yogmoth guys is two colorless black black legendary creature human cleric protection from humans. Probably not relevant. It's a two four. Pay one life. You want that. Yep. Sacrifice another creature. You want that. Put a negative one, negative one counter on up to one target creature and draw a card. No, it's That's amazing. great. Yeah. And then you can pay two black if you wanted to. Discard a card, proliferate. I don't think you'll probably proliferate that much, but it could be something to where it's late game and you just need to get right. some extra damage in. Yeah, I'll pitch a card. I'll, I'll you know throw additional plus mm-hmm. one, plus one counters on stuff um, or add negative one, negative ones. But the fact that it doesn't take any mana or tap to do the pay one life sack, if you are a little higher, mm-hmm. you can just pay 20 life, you know, sack 10 creatures, and then they come back, and then maybe you sack them again. Right. Throw 20 negative one, negative one counters out there. I think he's going to do removal. He's going to help lower mm-hmm. your life total, and he's going to help you with your sacrifice of stuff. I, so, so I, and you're going to have to draw cards. I forgot that it's even yeah. draw a card. That's I, crazy. So I, when this first got spoiled, I, was, I knew it was good, but it's taken me until like recently to realize like this card is absurdly good, even in like. Prosh oh, yeah. and other token decks of care in black. He does so much. Um, I He's did very versatile. Correct. Which I know is your new is your new, fave. new thing. It's your new thing. Um, I, yeah, I think he'd be really good. I'd put him in here. I'd put him in Prosh, and especially now that you can get him for like eight bucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's probably it's it's a good pickup. And then like worst, so this is like worst case scenario is in like five years. You're like, I have two copies of this line around. Someone's like, I want to get into the game. Like, here's a mono black deck that's really good, yep. right? So, yeah, no, I mean, I think I have it in my Shirai Itty Bitty yeah, deck. Totally. Uh, it, it, it's a it's a card, guys, that even if you don't have a way, honestly, to abuse the whole goes of the graveyard, comes back thing, I still think he's a good card. Yeah, I, so. I agree. I think I think he's awesome. So, so yeah, I'm on board. under 50. So my under 50, you will probably like this. So I know we talked about it and you kind of convinced me. I was originally going to cut Active Aggression, but I okay. think it's better. I'm actually going to, I think I am going to finally cut Slave of Bolas. Okay. Because it is five. And like, again, there's so sure. many different sacrifice outlets. So the card that this deck is begging for is Micaiah the Unhallowed. Oh, it's so I was going to do okay, Micaiah. I'm interested. Because I thought, I, I thought you were. I didn't because I know you hate Micaiah. But in this it, deck, there's no, it doesn't really do anything with an, a super infinite loop, right? It sort of does. Um, no, I think it definitely does because if it, it it has undying, so it comes back right. and it doesn't have a plus one plus one counter. So as long as you have a sacrifice, well, I get no. I guess it's the same thing with Marchesa, where you get to do it twice a turn. Yeah, you could do it once, and then it comes back, and then you get it for the other thing, and then yeah. it comes back normally. This card's bonkers. I mean, there's a reason it's still twenty dollars, yeah. right? And in this deck, it gets one one counters. Yep. It gives you another form of recursion. This deck has always been one of those one of those decks where it's like. But doesn't Micaiah read humans? 
non-humans have undying other non-human creatures yeah oh. so that's something that you would want to because marchesa is a human yeah marchesa is a human Adelaide i got Trider's a few, I got a few other ones in here too uh you know we just talked about it yogmoth's yeah. a human uh so you have uh, yeah yeah that's that is a good point uh, i always Exiva, forget that uh yeah and i was looking yeah. like grim harris fix i mean there is a there is yep. a Fair amount, but yeah, Marchesa Smuggler. I would say you're probably at fifty percent humans, maybe forty percent. Yeah, you know, that is seeker. that is true. Maybe, so, and and I think here's the thing. I would still say it's good. Yeah, but we just named a bunch of humans that are key ones that are that good you ones want that to you do want. The back yeah, and yeah. Forth, so you'd be kind of losing that effect. So. True, but this also would be really good on your greater Gargadons and that sort of thing. Boo. <laughs> so, um. I think, yeah, I don't know. It's probably right on the cusp. I just know that he's, again, 1-1 one, one counters matter. Sure. Um, and he's just, a, he's just a workhorse in any deck that you can get him in. Sure, sure. All right. So for my personal recommendation, yeah. we are talking about cutting, and just bear with me, Moldrifter okay. for Liliana Dreadhorde General. So that the is the four colorless double black planeswalker. Uh-huh. She has a static ability. Whenever a creature you control dies, draw a card. Oh. Plus ability, create a 2-2 zombie. The I'm, I'm doing this from memory. So the minus ability is... Sac- I got pulled uh, up. You got to sacrifice Sac- two, two creatures. Yep. Everyone sacrifices yep. two creatures. You like that. I do. And then that ultimate is just filthy. Yeah, that's incredible. What What, what is that ultimate So do? for minus nine, so you can do this on the fourth turn, third turn after you play her... Each opponent chooses a permanent they control of each permanent type and sacks the rest. Yep. Wow. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> so you're, I, I feel like you're always going to have blockers. Yep. Um, oh, and, and I mean, this is also dipped in price. It used to be like 30 bucks. Really? Uh, so now it's 15. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a really good card. You're not losing your... And, and this is what mm-hmm. I'm going to try to do in these bottle cappings. Is you, I'm you're, cut, you're cutting which one? Moldrifter. Moldrifter, okay. So it's like, if I'm going to recommend you cut right, something yeah. that has a mechanic, I want to make sure I'm replacing it with something that's just better, mm-hmm. but then gives you more versatility. The only negative with Liliana, Dreadhorde General, is that if someone is able to get rid of it, you don't have a way to get it back. Get it back, yeah. But you could say that about all your enchantments and mm, artifacts yeah, and totally. all that stuff. The great thing is that it says creature you control, control dies. Yeah, yeah. So you're already doing that. You're going to draw right. a crap ton of cards. You can create blockers, I guess, with the zombies. If you need to, you could do the each player sacrifices two creatures. Right. But then that minus nine, which it's, I think yeah, you could easily be able to get in this deck. Right. Oh, man. And again, it's just back. And again, a lot of times with this deck, it's all attack, get the counters and then sack them if yep. I need to. To be like, okay, well, I know this guy's gonna come back at me, so I have an army of blockers now to block with. Yep. Yeah, it's really good. Um, I don't. It's just so. It's kind of mana wise, it's kind of pricey, but I mean, it does so much. Sure. Um, there's another card in here called Grim Harrisfix, which does the same thing. If another non-token creature you control dies, draw a card. It's a three drop, so you would be bouncing back. But if you're cutting out Gargadon, it might even out. So sure, sure. Yeah, I just like Mold Drifter for the fact that you can do you the can do the evoke. one one. Yeah, you sure. can do the evoke in that and that game. I mean, and, and there could be something else that you could get rid of. Like you know, I, I don't think this is the kind of deck that you want to be discarding a lot. So Correct. maybe get yeah. rid of Olivia, Mobilize mm-hmm. for War. I know that she comes in with the plus, or she you can do you the can plus do one, the but plus you still one, have to one. discard a card. Yeah. Um. So that could be something that you could get rid of you know i, I think there's probably other stuff sure avalanche here. riders yeah, yeah oh so. man and i just because we didn't talk about it you have spark double in here you have liliana oh spark and then double. another liliana oh yeah, my yeah, god yeah, yeah spark double so is a lot in here so uh you know i think that there's stuff for sure that you could definitely do you know thrax yeah. under could even be one that's like right you yeah know what that's more of a ba- I, he's like he's more of a battle cruiser kind exactly. of thing which, will, which is when like again 
when I built this deck, it was built more around that like meta. Yep. Um, yeah, he's super expensive. And yeah, it's I, funny that it's funny that you mentioned that because Liliana also plays into my cut oh, as well. All which right. is interesting. Well, what's your cut? So I'm saying cut barter and blood. Okay. So two colorless, two black, black. Each player sacrifices two creatures, which is what Liliana does yeah. multiple times. Yep. So that would be awesome. And then there's one card in here that should also be in every Marchesa deck that's ever lived. But unfortunately, it's like 20 bucks. I've just never been able to get a card. We're talking Scourge of the Throne. Okay. Okay, it's incredible. Four colorless, red, red for a 5-5 five, five flying dragon. It also has the throne. And the thing with the throne mechanics is that they stack. So oh, he would okay. get the throne from Marchesa. So whenever Scourge attacks for the first time each turn, if the attacking player, oh if it's attacking gosh. the player with the most life or tie for most life, untap all attacking creatures. After this phase, there's That's additional so combat. Good. Yeah, it's insane. It's really good. And like, the, I think the reason why it's so expensive is like a lot of the cards with dethrone or like play around that mechanic are only good in this deck. Sure, Scourge is good in like every deck that's ever existed. Well, that cares actually, about creatures. It spiked hard. Really? After uh, Hour of Devastation came out, it used to only be ten bucks. Really? Oh, and, it was ten and, bucks. Yeah. Oh, damn and, it! And then literally, so July nineteenth, twenty seventeen, it was ten dollars, and then it spiked to like two months, a month and a half later, to thirty five, and then it kind of evened yeah. out when Exelon came out. To the twenty one, twenty two. Damn it! I should. I didn't know it was ten. I would have picked one up. Um, I this this card is so good in this deck, right? It's a huge beater. It lets you get your extra combat in outside of the mid range long range long game plan of building up your board, having a bunch of creatures, sure. just being able to control and outgun everyone. Yeah, there's not really a lot of ways to win besides the Jahakalups thing we were just talking about and um, the Flare of the Hatebound. Whereas this comes in and just immediately does work. Right? Oh, absolutely. And I think it's great. I think it's cool. <clears throat> it's just so expensive. And I, of all the years I've been playing this deck, I've just never been able to pick one up. So yeah, that's fair. Next, next time I go to a GP or something, I'll make sure to put it on the list. All right, guys. Well, I think that's going to wrap up the bottle cap. Yeah. Thanks for making it until the end. And as promised, here's some details about our giveaway. We're giving away a Sir Gwyn Brawl deck, turned EDH deck, Tenter. It's extremely simple. Uh, Troll Command Zone for the two headed ja- <laughs> uh, two headed giant challenge. It's for real, do it. Josh and Jimmy, Big Duck's coming for you. Put on Jimmy. Uh, and i even created do a hashtag so what you guys can do is do hashtag cz versus ct2hg basically command zone versus command tower uh two-headed giant or cmd tower but also you can help just promote the podcast on the site you know we really appreciate everything you guys do uh you're gonna get an entry for every single thing that you do for example liking sharing reposting tweeting the episodes that debut this month in november follow our twitter accounts like our facebook page and most importantly subscribe to the podcast we will announce the winner on hashtag MTG Action 4 News on December 2nd and social media soon after. And yes, I know what you're thinking. We're going to be doing these giveaways every single month. Could be a sweet debt like this. It could be a sweet card. We do currently have a Twitter poll out. Get your votes in. Um, it's going to be a because Twitter only allows you to do a poll for a week. So we're doing, you know, we're refreshing oh, it every, every single week, Saturday. Yeah. We're basically going to have the option. You guys will pick what you want. Either we're going to build a Big Tuck God of Brews deck, a Mr. Combo number five God of Builds deck. Or just some other weird janky thing. And based on what you guys want, we're going to build it. And that'll be for the December giveaway. Please leave us some feedback on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or really wherever you listen to this. If we suck, please. Let, let uh, the roasting begin. Yeah, let the roasting begin. <clears throat> if you enjoyed it, the positive feedback, yeah. a five-star review, that stuff really does actually help other people find our podcast uh, and be able to listen. If you want to reach out to us and also know more ways you can kind of enter into the contest I talked about, Here's how you can do that. You can reach me at Mr. Combo number five, all spelled out except for the five on Twitter. 
Big Tuck, where can they reach you? Uh, you still can't, but we're starting to get some traction, I noticed. Yeah. So. No, no attractive redheads or redheads in general. Damn it. But people are people are talking. I like they it. Like I liked it. it. And uh, uh, whatever user made mention for the Sasuke episode, good job. I don't know who you are out there, but I bought that. <laughs> I already have that card on my wish list, so good, go. good work. Um, and you know what? If you want Big Tuck to get a Twitter, which I guess people actually do now, uh, hashtag Big Tuck on Twitter. Uh, you can reach our main account at CMD Tower on Twitter as well. You can go to our website, cmdtower.com. You can email us at cmdtower uh, at gmail.com. Really, type in cmdtower. You're probably going to find yes. us. If you want to engage our fantastic production team, though, for your own future projects, how would they do that, Squee McGee? Uh, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram at Rich Chaos Records, or you can find me on Twitter now at Dear Squee. Uh, I did recently get a request for a Squee McGee card. Whoa! Ooh. Damn! Love it. I'll start thinking on that, boys. We'll see what we come up with. There we go. I'm, think, I'm thinking right now, Squee of the Elvish Three. Oh, Lord. It's going to be a whole lot of sitting tight. Skip, yeah. your, <laughs> skip your combat yeah. phase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> skip your combat phase. Populate it into turn. Yeah. <laughs> that's literally all it's oh, going to do. Good. That's good. Um, It'll be a 1-1 one, one for one for sure. <laughs> We uh, should well, do like janky versions of ourselves. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hysterical. <laughs> you know, his production team, they do music podcasts. They have a full studio. If you're here in the KC Metro area, of course, you can also send in your audio files. That's actually how we've done it. When Jason's been on the podcast, any of the celebrities we bring on, that's how they do it. They send us the audio file. He's able to mishmash yep. it and do all the cool stuff. So, you know, definitely reach out. We appreciate the support. So, and of course, once again, pink Royal appreciate the music in the episode. Big tuck. Any last thoughts? No, man. I, I'm really excited about part two. So it's a very different deck. And hopefully by the time we do it, I'll get and the see, cards. Here's the thing, guys. I was totally okay with him doing his Queen March Chase deck because all I have is a Kalia deck. And that's just Kalia yeah, stuff. Yeah, right. But I really wanted... Jazzing, jazzing was, out creatures. Remember that? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, but I really wanted to do my Grixis because it's Nicol Bolas tribal. I thought everyone would enjoy that. But, you know, I guess uh, we're on episode 15. So we're almost at the halfway mark of the path to oh, 32. Yeah, that's right. So... I, I guess we might be able to get, on the, we we'll able to get on the clap get, back. Get it on the yeah. clap back. Season two. So, all right. Well, big talk. Any last thoughts? No, man. Again, thanks. Thank you, Mr. Combo, for sending this card to me and making me throw up at two in the morning on a Thursday. So, <laughs> well, you know, I do what I can. We all fond memories of that one. But no, I, it, was, it was another solid one. Good, good recommendations across the board. Cool. All right, guys. Well, peace out. Peace out.